naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. All right. I want to welcome everybody to Iggy Garcia Live. I'm Iggy Garcia. And i um, broadcasting live here in Columbus, Ohio. Today is June 7th, 2017. It's hard to believe we're already into June and time flies. And uh, But that's how it is. You know, we have to uh, move along with the cycles of life and move forward and just kind of be where we need to be. And um, I hope you guys have been doing okay. I've been kind of busy with some projects, so I do apologize for not being here live recently. And um, But, you know, that's kind of how it is. We have to uh, be able to get ourselves in order in order to help others and help ourselves and to relay the message. So, but before we get started, I want to burn a little sage here. Burn a little sage is always good before our show. Get a little cleansing, a little purification. Mm, feels good. Have this stuff on me. Sacredness all over us. Just take a moment there to think about what the smoke represents, what the smoke does, and and when it goes into our body and goes into our system and you know purifies the air around us, you know because it's a purifier, it does cleanse the air. Uh, it's been proven to do that, so it's pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff. Things that come out of nature. Get thanks to Mother Nature. All right. Well, today I wanted to um, just briefly talk about a few things that I've been working on and a couple projects. And those projects have been just, um, number one, myself, working on me. Project number one, me. Project number two, me. Project number three, me. Project number four, me. And project number five, me. Because uh, I influence the world and the world actually influences me in some aspects and those who are people who are around us have a major influence on what I do or I also have a major influence on how they respond to me. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, uh, meditation and talk to you a little bit about the mirror and what the mirror and the meditation represent, the both of them and the combination of the two working together. Because for many people, it's a difficult thing to embrace the mirror and to say that the mirror is an aspect of myself, uh, a part of me. But the mirror is a very huge re- part of us and a reflection of us and, and an example of us. And it's not to be, you know, afraid of it, but some people won't look in the mirror. Some people won't be able to say, hey, I'm going to look in this mirror. So I'm going to pull this mirror from here, from behind me, if I don't break anything. So I have this mirror, okay? And we look in the mirror and we see our reflection. As you can see, there I am, a part of me, a version of me, how I see myself. And, um, you know, it's very powerful and you can see yourself in the mirror. Now, why, why mirrors? Why do we use mirrors? Well, a mirror shows us an image of us, what we look like, because most of the time we walk through life and we don't really know what we look like. We don't know what, um, our image is to the people, even though we look at ourselves, that image is still, uh, skewed a little bit. And, you know, it's our perception of who we are and how we see ourselves and as we look at ourselves, we see 
And we feel the emotions and feelings of what we think we are, how we see ourselves. For some of us, you know, when we look in the mirror, it could be very, uh, very hard. You know, some of us may look at aspects of our physicality more than the aspects of our emotions. And to actually sit there and look into our eyes and say, hey, there you are. It's, it's hard. It's hard to look at ourselves sometimes and, and acknowledge ourselves and embrace ourselves. But um, I'm here to show you and teach you a couple techniques and some things um, that will probably help you. So when I when I call this show, you know, the mirror of meditation is because we are in meditation with ourselves. We are in counsel with us. We are in sacred union with who we are and how we see ourselves. Now, people see us in many, many ways. And it's a lot of it's the projections that we cast out and how we share to the world who we are. And so with that, they have to use memory and imagery and ideas and different things, how they see the world, too. And how if it validates and if it coincides with what they believe. And that's like how like energies attract. That's how like people attract. That's how we bring people into our lives. So, you know, today I posted a, lot, a few things on Facebook, you know, about just seeing the love and, and light inside of people who are even the ones who are, you know, not necessarily in alignment with us. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you guys and I want you to see. And I want you to just look at this and just kind of embrace the idea that there is possibilities. And so when you're looking at these things and you're feeling these things, it could be true. It may not be true. And you know what I'm saying? It's just, and it's one of those things that are, are very magical. The mirror, uh, there have been fairy tales written about it, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror says you are, but is was the mirror actually saying something to this person? Was the mirror actually saying, was it just you saying, you're the fairest of them all? It's a good question. You know, when, when we, selfies is right now is one of the biggest things that are going on. Selfies are actually a self-expression, a way to express self. Some people take it wrong. Some people think people are kind of conceited and they're in they're using it to, you know, you know, look at life, you know, themselves. But, you know, when it's, it's powerful when you can take pictures of yourself and look at yourself and embrace the aspects of yourself and see the things that make you happy. Because mostly when we take selfies, most of the time we're taking selfies of moments in time that are important to us. Moments in times that are valuable to us. Moments in time that we embrace and we find, you know, captivating. Um, most people don't take, most people don't take selfies of themselves around a tragic event. I've not really seen that. I mean, I'm not sure. It may have, have happened, but I don't see it. But selfies are kind of like mirroring yourself, mirroring a, a, an aspect of who you are and how you see yourself. I remember a few years ago, every day I took a selfie of myself. Every single day I picked one. I took several pictures and I just picked out those pictures, which one I wanted, because I wanted to captivate what I was feeling in that moment. And in that moment, you know, I felt a whole bunch of feelings and a whole bunch of emotions. And, um, you know, it's very, it's very rewarding sometimes. But it's also difficult because you can go back and it's also very embracing. Because you can go back and look at those pictures and you go, wow. You know, I wonder what I was thinking. I mean, I know what I was feeling at that moment. But why was I feeling that way? What was going really going on? And then there's moments you look at pictures and you're not quite sure what was going on and what was happening. But the mirror is, is a good way for us to self-reflect and to look at ourselves. You know, I'm here looking at imagery of myself right now on, you know, on uh, what is it, Facebook streaming live and then recording the show for a letter time. You know, it's uh, I got to invite somebody here. All right. There we go. 
I think I think this is working. I'm I'm trying to figure all this out, so I do apologize for those of you people who want to come to the show. I'm not sure what's going on. People said invite them. I'm inviting, but nothing's happening. Hopefully you can watch it. Uh, let's see. Mark Metheny is viewing your video now. Tap to invite to join your video as a guest. Oh, you could actually be a guest. Awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, Mark, if you're still there, I'll invite you as a guest. I did. I was not aware that you can invite people to be your guest in that fashion. <coughs> so we're going to get back on track here a little bit. Got sidetracked there. I get sidetracked easily. But uh, the mirror is is a is a very powerful tool in order for us to look at ourselves, you know. And a lot of it, when we see ourselves, and like I was saying earlier, this mirror that I have back here, you know, is when I look at it and I look into it, I see myself, and I see how I perceive myself and how I think I look like or what I think I I am like. Now, even though I see myself. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what I am. It's just the way I, I visualize what I look like. For a lot of people, I may look completely different. We all interpret, you know, the signal into our brain of what someone looks like. You know, I could say I'm handsome, but someone else can say I'm not handsome. But it's not important what other people think. And this is what the importance of the mirror work is. The mirror work is knowing and understanding what we're looking at. And understanding that this person who I'm looking at here is totally, you know, has flaws. I have flaws. We all have flaws. But we also have good traits about us and good things about what we do, you know. And it's important to embrace those aspects of ourselves, which is probably the hardest sometimes. But when we look in the mirror, we can actually see ourselves. Because when we look outwardly, we only see our hands and we see the things before us. So that can be kind of a challenge for some people to say, hey, you know, where am I? What am I feeling? But when I look at myself or anybody looks at themselves, I can say, hey, how you doing, Iggy? What's going on? At first, it may be kind of awkward. It may kind of be kind of strange. It may be kind of bizarre to have a conversation with yourself. But you're going to have more conversations with yourself than you're going to have with anybody in the entire world. You are the person who is connected you know, 100% in your life because you are you. That's who you are. And it's important that you find happiness good moments because you're going to have bad moments, frustrated moments, but how long you stay in those moments is how important we have to move through with that. Because so many of us get trapped in our emotions and our feelings and, and all the things that we collect along the way. Because remember, everything we're working from is from the judgments and the ideas of other people, mostly our parents, our grandparents, or whoever raised us. As we get older, we take some of those with us and then we also add some to us along the way with us inside of us in here in here and as we're moving we're creating these new versions of ourselves it's important it's important to remember that you're valued that you're special you're important but it's hard sometimes for someone to look in the mirror and say hey you're awesome but why is that why is that hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say that you're awesome is there a part of you that doesn't believe that you're awesome? I mean, there's pieces and parts. I can't say that everybody doesn't believe, but I believe that there are pieces and parts of us that are trapped in time, that are frozen, you know, aspects of ourselves, either as childs or adults or whatever, who just don't quite get it and don't quite understand what's happening. So a mirror is a good way to reflect back at ourselves. <laughs> of course, reflection, reflect. We look at ourselves and we say, Iggy, how's it going? 
I know we're doing the best we can and we're moving into the best directions we can. And, you know, without, you know, without holding back, what can we do to improve ourselves? There's different ways to talk to ourselves in the mirror. We could talk to ourselves in a very positive way. You're awesome, dude. Or you can be very judgmental, very parenting too. Man, why didn't you do that? You know, and that's the powerful thing about the mirror, because then when you start to look at yourself and you look at yourself in the eyes, in the mirror, when you dead stare and look at yourself in the eyes, you start to see the little children inside of you, the little compassion of you. You start to understand, wait a minute, I'm the only one who's beating myself up. Nobody else is beating me up. I have a choice to make a decision here, you know, a decision to, to do better things. And, um, but we don't see that when we don't look at ourselves. When I don't look at who I am, you know, I go, man, but we can also look in the mirror and say, wow, I'm really disappointing you. I'm very frustrated with you. I mean, how many of us look, do that? And, you know, the mirror is so powerful. Now, when we talk about mirrors, there's also mirrors of life, the mirrors of, you know, duality and mirrors of, you know, same the mirrors of opposites. We look at people and they reflect pieces and parts and aspects of who we are. When we see other people, it's very funny because sometimes we'll, you'll hear people throw this around. Oh, it's just a mirror of you. It's a reflection of your behavior. It's something that you're doing. And it's a piece and part. And for a piece and part of that is true. As, as long as we understand that it's not us, it's only us looking at aspects of this person's behavior, okay, and that how it may coincide with ours or not. And this is a good example to know if we are going to create healthy limits and boundaries with somebody, if we're going to move into space with somebody, if we're going to become friends with somebody, if this person resonates with me. It's important to look at the mirror of ourselves and look at the mirror of others and, you know, compare them. Because in the end, we're all, we're all humans. We're all my relations. We're all from this earth. When this earth explodes, we all go with it. It doesn't matter if you're dead or alive. We all go with it. So in life, we struggle. We struggle dearly to do better and to be better. Most people don't strive to be evil and to be bad. <clears throat> what causes them to be bad and evil are circumstances that come along the way. Greed, power, you know, anger, frustration, abuse, all kinds of things that compile onto somebody but there is a moment where you can actually reverse that you know even the person who isn't who's in the darkest place is an aspect of myself even though i'm not in the dark place it's a reminder that i could go into the dark place i could be in the dark place but i choose not to be in the dark place because that doesn't resonate with me so mirror is very powerful you know and understanding that 100 of what we do is us and 100% of what somebody else does is them. I'm responsible for whatever I choose and whatever I do. I have the free will to make decisions for myself, as do you. That's a powerful gift to make decisions to say, hey, I'm going to do this or not do this. I'm going to help or not help. So when I look in the mirror at Iggy Garcia or Ignacio Garcia or Nacho Garcia, as some of you know me, you know, I see a person who is doing the best they can with the tools that they have learned and the tools that he's gathered along the way, and the things that, you know, are important to him. But, you know, it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't, life doesn't always play out the way we think it should. And why is that? 
life doesn't always play out the way it should because there are other factors. There are other dancers in the game. You could be positive. You could be the most wonderful person and still have things happen to you that are just crazy. And like I was saying earlier, how do we embrace those moments? How do we react? How do we respond when we're having a bad day or if we're having a bad moment or if we're having a a, a crisis, you know, or if we have experienced a death or we experience a trauma? I'm not telling people here, I'm not saying you have to go like anybody or be anybody, but understand that this person or these persons at one point in their life weren't always like this. Something has brought them to this point in time, this convergence in time where they see life much different than maybe you do, much different than maybe I do. Why? We ask these questions, why? Because we're a curious creature. We're a curious being. We want to know things. We want to have answers to things. Because it's important. It's important, it's important, it's important. You know, it's important to us to say, hey, you know, life. Now, when I look in this mirror, as I'm looking at this mirror right here, of Ignacio, or of you, you know, it's it's a good way to... You know, to start to chip away at pieces and parts that you're not comfortable with. Okay, for, for some of this, for some folks, it's easier. Very simple, very easy. Now, I do work with the mirror when I'm working with clients, and I tell them to look at themselves. I'll say, look at yourself. Look at yourself in every aspect of yourself. Have you ever seen your eyes? Have you ever looked at your nose, your mouth, your hair? Do you realize that everything that you're looking at is the complete opposite of the of yourself? Your left, your right becomes the opposite. It's a whole different world in there, but it's you. It's backwards you. <laughs> it sounds kind of funny, backwards you. But I'm looking at myself how somebody else would look at me at that moment. If someone walked up to me, this is how they would see me. They would see my face a certain from one angle from one side to the other so it's kind of a cool thing now here's what i'm going to tell you about the mirror work mirror work is so powerful and this is what i was taught in shamanic rituals and ways when i as i've been doing the work is half of us okay if you look at half of our face half of our body quadrants of our sections of our body we carry the lineage of our ancestors so we look like some of them some ears on some people are completely different and the other one's complete opposite of the other some people's nostril is bigger or smaller on the one side some people's eye is bigger or smaller or squints okay some people's foreheads are dipped whatever we carry the characteristics of our ancestors on our body and our face now, how do we know that? Because if you take this mirror and you were to divide it in half like this, you can't see that, you would see a completely different image of yourself. One that looks similar to you. Okay. One that looks similar to you. But there's two different versions of you physically looking when you divide it with the mirror. So... 
and one of the powerful things to when you're working with mirror work is to actually look at yourself in the eyes. Because the eyes don't lie. The eyes will always tell the truth. The eyes will always, you know, reveal our deepest feelings and emotions about anybody or anyone or ourselves. So when I look at myself in the mirror and I'm going, I can start to fixate and I can start to talk to myself and become comfortable. Try to have a conversation with you. Try to sit there for four minutes and look at yourself in the mirror. For some of you, it'll be very simple and very easy and for others, not so much. Now, when I look in the mirror, I do a form of meditation. I look at myself and I will meditate. I will look into my eyes until what happens is my face and everything begins to change. Every aspect of me change. I start to see different versions and different shadows and different lights of myself. It becomes a very, very powerful tool. And then you know what? <clears throat> at some point, we just start talking. We, you just start having this conversation with yourself. You have this conversation about how you're feeling, how you're not feeling, how you wish you were moving along, how you wish that life was a certain way, or, you know, glad for the things that you are doing, glad for the things that you are manifesting. In the mirror, we can tell ourselves the most deepest secrets. And you know what? Unless we share it with somebody else, we will never know. We will never tell. So the mirror is a version of us. Because it's a reflection of light hitting and bouncing back of us. Because in the dark, we have no mirror. So when people come across your path, human beings, if we were in the dark and they spoke, could you tell their heart? Could you feel their heart? Possibly. You could possibly feel their energy. But I guarantee you, if someone's in the light and when you see them, you have a much better picture of what they feel and what they're presenting to you. Now, I'm not here to say there are bad people in the world or no, no good people. You know, it's just that there are just people. Some of them choose to take the path of righteousness and some of us choose the path of a little bit darker or very dark. You know, and I know it's a challenge for some people. But when we are taking advantage, for example, of somebody who's taking advantage of us, good example, and we feel that the, they're doing us wrong, at what point it does, is it our responsibility to say, hey, you know what? I either need to put my foot down, take it, and leave it, or, you know, I shouldn't complain. Now, some of you will say, well, you know, some of us are in a bad situation. We can't get out, and there's nothing to do. You know, you can get out of any situation. You know, sometimes it's more difficult than others, and sometimes it will cost us a lot of things. It can cost us feelings, emotions. Sometimes, for some of us, it could cost us our life. So as we tread and as we walk, it's about preparing ourselves. That's why the mirror is so important when we talk to ourselves. We look at ourselves and say, hey, I believe in you. And, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to take. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I know that the road ahead can't be any darker or any more frustrating than it already is. It can only get better. It can only be lighter. You know, and I'm willing to take that chance. And I'm willing to work with you and to find different ways to get ahead. I know it's scary and I know it's going to be frustrating and I know we might be broke and we might be well, but we won't know until we take that path. But anyhow, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like I said, it could be hard. It can be hard to look at yourself and gauge yourself and say, is that me? Who have I become? You know, I look at pictures of myself from five, ten years ago and I'm like, wow, I look so different. <laughs> Along the way, I've gained weight. I've... 
I've, you know, um, lost my hair. You know, I, I'm, I've gotten me taller, <laughs> got a little bit wider. But it's, it's still me. It's a version of myself. But I also carry those other versions of me. I still carry one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All those versions are still with me. They don't just poof and disappear. They're just integrated into me. They're integrated and they're moved into us. Kind of like a ball of wax. You just keep adding to it. You know, it's still a ball of wax. You can never cut away a 10-year-old piece of you if you, when you were 10. You integrate it. You move it into you. And this is why the mirror is important. Because we can actually talk true versions of ourselves that have been hurt and been damaged. That have been frustrated. Now, I don't have time to get into how that works here on, on, on the show. But mirror work is powerful. You know, and starting, you know, starting just by looking at yourself is a start. How many of you can say they can actually look at themselves right now online? Those of you who are tuning in. I mean, how difficult can it be? Is it difficult for you? Can you do it? Can you say, there I am. Ha <laughs> ha. You may be able to, and some of us can't. But when you start to look at yourself in the mirror, you start to see yourself. Not how other people see you. It's how you see yourself. You start to notice you. You start to notice the aspects of you. Things of you that you were never aware of before. It's not vain to look in the mirror. It's it's not. You have to know what you look like. You have to know how you're presenting yourself. You have to know why you present yourself the way you do. And the only person who can tell you how you look and how you feel is you. People can give you compliments all day and say, oh, yeah, you're so beautiful. Oh, yeah, you're so talented. But you know how people don't even accept those compliments? Because they don't believe it. They're not in, they don't resonate with it. It's because somebody else is projecting upon themselves, upon you, how they feel and how they experience you. So what would it be like if you could experience yourself and say, hey, I like me. I'm going to experience myself in a certain way. You know, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but we're going to look at Iggy and I'm going to say, hey, Iggy. I, you know, I know that we've been trying out things and doing things and it hasn't seemed to be working. Maybe we need to ask other people. We invite people into the space. We invite people to come and be with us. Now, meditation with the mirror is powerful too. And the meditation is to, the mirror meditation is to actually stare at yourself for four minutes and look into your eyes and whatever comes out of your mouth, Listen. And that's pretty simple. You just stare. And you look. You'll start to laugh. You'll start to cry. You'll start to feel emotions. But when you're looking at yourself, when you can look at yourself in the eyes and say, I love you, and truly mean it, things happen. Things unwind. And when you look at yourself and you say you're angry with yourself, things happen. Things unwind. So I challenge you to at least look at the mirror. And project into the mirror your eyes, your sight. If you have sight, look and sit there for four minutes. Put a timer on. The mirror meditation, meditating with self, looking at self. Because even in meditation, we're listening for that voice, our inner voice. That voice to move and to inspire us. So as we meditate by visually looking at ourselves, we're going to hear the inner dialogue. It will play out. You will fight it in the beginning. And then eventually it will release and let go. You can't help but listen to yourself. You know, when you have 
questions that you're not sure about and you need to know, and you want answers, write it. Look at yourself in the mirror for four minutes and listen. And if you still don't, step away, come back tomorrow and do it again. Now, for those of you who have a difficult time looking at yourself in the mirror, do it for 30 seconds. Do it for a minute. Give it a shot. But if we don't try and if we don't at least attempt, how do we know where we're at? And how do we know what we're getting? You know, at first it was difficult for me, but now it's much more comfortable, much more easier to say, hey, what's going on? Hey, there you are. <laughs> you know, and um, I, it's funny. I have this crazy conversation with myself. Sometimes it's very uh, funny and sometimes it's very serious. Uh, lately, it's been kind of mixed. It's been kind of serious and funny at the same time. And um, But, you know, it, it took a time. It took time for me to get it too. And it'll probably take you time. For some of you, it just be easy. So we look at ourselves and we understand that, you know, maybe this is what people look at. Maybe this is what people see. Is this what somebody sees when they see me? A bearded guy with round face? You know, it's funny. I look at myself and I don't feel round in the face. But when I look at myself, I can see where people would see that. But my face doesn't feel round. Which is kind of funny. I don't feel round. I don't feel chubby. But I look at my body and I see that. And I see, oh yeah, maybe I am a little bit. Maybe I need a little work here. To re-sculpt aspects of me. Parts of me. The mirror is is a tool like anything. Uh, there are other kinds of tools you can use. But the mirror has been around for quite some time. And the mirror has been used to see things and captivate things. To observe things at a distance. Behind us. Ahead of us. To project in beams of light. You know when we look at ourselves. We're projecting back and forth to ourselves. What we feel and how we see ourselves. This is a good way to communicate with self. A good way to talk to self. Embrace self. You know, I've seen a lot of people do great work talking to themselves and working with themselves because the only person that you truly, 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 truly trust other than maybe some people in your other lives is yourself. There are people out there who, you know, mean well. And you know what? They're just reflections of us. You know, all of us have given advice to somebody and all of us have said, you know, prayers for someone. All of us have done something that's connected other human beings to us, to us and the, us to them. Why do we do that? We do that because they're a reflection of us. They reflect back to us the kindness inside of us. They reflect back to us the frustration that's inside of us. You know, when someone's having a bad day, we remember the bad days. Ah, oh, it's going to be all right, Julie. I've had bad days too. You're going to have bad days. And you know what? You're going to come out of it. You know how many people have said things like that? Or, you know, someone's sick. You know, I'm sending prayers to my friends and family. Why are you sending prayers? You're sending prayers because you also want to receive prayers. You also want to give prayers. You also want to see another person be well. Because they're an aspect of you. Who does not want to see another person well? But my, my point is, you know, the mirror is us. We are the mirror. We reflect. It reflects back to us. You know, everybody who's here online right now, those of you coming on and moving in and out, you know, there's a piece in part that you've heard and there's a piece of part you agree with and there's a piece in part you don't agree with. But I'm not here to be necessarily light. I'm not necessarily here to be judged. I'm just here to share thoughts 
in ideas, in different techniques, in different ways to see the world. And to maybe give you a glimpse of something that has never been seen before in a certain way. So when you look at the mirror, that's you. That's you, how you see yourself. That's you, how you project upon yourself. That's you, how you may embrace yourself. But that same you, you look in the mirror, may not be the same way someone else looks at you. Everybody looks at another human being in different ways. Every other human being looks at a human being in the aspects, in the things that are similar to them. Why is somebody nice and why is somebody so nasty? Me. Because when we associate nice, we associate the niceness within ourselves. We associate the niceness of what nice things, nice things are. When someone's nasty and mean to us, we associate that we also can be nasty. But it doesn't mean we are nasty. But we notice the behavior. And the behavior doesn't coincide with what we think a person maybe should do. But there are a lot of people who live through life being very frustrated and nasty. And that's just how it is. Your choice is, do you want to be around the nasty and frustrated people? Or do you want to be around people who, you know, have moments of enlightenment? And then sometimes they don't. Now, I'm not sure what's going to happen to people when they're nasty and they're frustrated. I'm sure they have ways. I'm sure they're not probably not going to look in the mirror. Why are they there? That's a whole different show. But I'm here to share with you the mirror. The power of the mirror. The meditation of the mirror. Very simple, very easy. And something that you can do. So what do you do when you look in the mirror? Like I said earlier, you look in the mirror for four good minutes and look dead in the eyes and you'll see the change in you. You'll see your physical change in your body. You will see ancestral change. At this moment, within those four minutes that you're sitting there, will seem a long time. But when you begin, if you feel an urge to say something, say it. Whatever you comes out of your mouth is what you're feeling inside. So a caution to those who start this work is to say, hey, you know, may the higher purpose be served. Because you're going to hear some things come out of your mouth. And you're going to be like, was that me? Of course it's you. Absolutely you. Absolutely you sharing what you need to share. So that is the mirror meditation. Very simple, very easy. Doesn't have to be complicated. And for those of you who don't have a mirror, I'm sure you can find one. Or you can borrow one. So, well, I hope you guys got a little bit out of what I was talking about and hopefully understand what I was trying to get at and what I was trying to gather out with the mirror work. Because the mirror is, is a very, 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 very powerful metaphor, sort of a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful observation of self, a very powerful way to see things about who we are. But don't let the mirror scare you. Don't let mirror the mirror of life scare you. Now, when people do us wrong, you know, when people do us wrong, it's not that they're initially doing us wrong. They're doing us wrong because they've been wrong. A lot of people go in life and they 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 just spew they're venom on people. Why? Because it's been spewed on them most likely. 
Are some people just born spewing? I don't know. That's a tough question. Some would say yes and some would say no. But if you had the opportunity to fix someone, who would you fix? Who would you change? Wouldn't it be easier? Wouldn't it be easier if you could fix yourself? Then when someone came to you in in frustration and tried to hurt you, it wouldn't be so hard. Because when someone comes at us and mirrors back at us things that we don't like about ourselves and them, you know, we don't have to own that. We don't have to own it. So many of us own that stuff. So many of us take that stuff on and we believe what's coming out of their mouth. And some of us just want to punch people. But I'm not here to recommend that because I don't condone violence. I condone self-defense, which is completely different. You know, if you're going to be hurt by somebody, you defend yourself. In Native American traditions, they talk about all my relations. We're related to everybody, everything, everyone. It doesn't matter. You're related to things that you don't like. You're related to aspects of the universe that you may not be incongruent with. The universe is big. So when you look inside in yourself and looking in that mirror, go with a piece of love and compassion and embrace it. Because at first we're so stuck by other people's words. I've been there. So what I'm telling you is nothing new. I've been there when someone said something to me and I've gotten so frustrated and angry. But I went through the emotions, I went through the roller coasters, and then I come back and I go, well, you know what, it wasn't really them. It's just how I allowed that projection to go into me. Because it took me to a place where I felt vulnerable. It took me to a place where I felt violated. No, flight, fleet, you know, those are the things that are inside of us. Now, there are things that happen to people that are very, 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 very just very hard and you'll say Iggy is that an aspect of you well it's an aspect of things that you allowed to happen it's not necessarily the action that happened but it's the it's the progression of why you become much wiser much different when things when you notice things about people and how they behave and the next time that won't happen to you and for some of us unfortunately there won't be no next time but you know when we start to learn healthy limits and boundaries with people we start to learn healthy limits and boundaries about ourselves and how we create boundaries for us when we engage other people, not necessarily them engaging us, how we either stay away from them, move with them, or in them, or through them, or alongside them. But that's hard for people, because someone's doing me wrong, someone's doing me bad. Yeah, I've had that situation, so I've had things just recently, and I've been frustrated, and I've been upset with. But I also know that there's a part of me that also has taught somebody how to treat me. There's an aspect of me that has allowed that. There's an aspect of me that could have done something different. The next time my mind says, I'm going, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. And yet I go. And if something happens, then who's to blame? Because next time that won't happen. There won't be no next time. There are no such things as the next time for me. You know, when you cross somebody, you hurt somebody. How can you expect them to come back? But yet, it happens every day. Every day, someone because lives in, a, in an abusive relationship. Someone lives in, 
you know, is with somebody who harms them. Why do, why do we stay? Why do I stay? Because there's things we have to learn there. There's, there's aspects of us that we're learning from. And at some point we move on. And at some point we suffer through it. At some point we finally decide, okay, I've had enough. At some point it's a preparation. Because everybody can jump off the bridge, but not everybody will survive. You jump off the bridge, you jump into the new situations when you're physically, spiritually able to. So when people mirror back to us, we also are studying. So many of us jump, and it's okay for them. Some of us don't even jump, and then we wonder why we're still where we're at. So even those people with the darkest hearts, there's an aspect of myself in them. Yes, unfortunately. So many of us in so many generations have harvested mountains, harvest them for their gold, for their silver, for their copper, their nickel. But yet so many of us can't even begin to harvest the love and the joy and the peace that's inside of us because we're so consumed by the exterior world. For us to embrace us can be very difficult. But that's today, and that's another day, another dollar, another moment. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Iggy Garcia Live, The Mirror of Meditation. I gave you some techniques on what to do and how to do it, what to do. And if you want more information about mirror work, you can just reach me at iggygarcia.com. And then I can go teach you, show you. We can make a session if you like. But mirror work's powerful. Super powerful. All right, guys. I want you to have a great, beautiful day. I'm going to do some things here. got to go visit Mama Rosa here. Make sure she's all right. And uh, later tonight I have uh, the singing bowl um, meditation at Whetstone Park at 7 p.m. Hopefully you guys can come out to that and visit that. It should be fun. Be well. Enjoy life. Just know there are going to be people who are going to piss you off. But what are you going to do about it? You can either let them piss you off more or you can move away from them. Why battle them? Why embrace them? All right, guys. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. And I'll see you next time. Welcome to Tim Hortons. Uh, I'll take a coffee and... How about a bagel breakfast sandwich? They're just two for four dollars. Oh, I like that. Freshly prepared with savory sausage, fluffy egg, and melted cheese on a freshly baked bagel. Just two for four dollars. I like like that. I just fist bumped your speaker. Oh, I just fist bumped you back. Get two sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches on a plain bagel or English muffin for just four dollars. Or mix and match for four dollars. Great quality at a great value. It's all good at Tim Hortons. No substitutions or additions. Limited time only at participating restaurants.